I'm Kevin Price. You're listening to the nationally syndicated Price of Business program. Marianne Fairmouth, she's a regular on the Price of Business Media Network, and we love having her on the program each week, bringing her insight, particularly from her book that uh, I consider revolutionary when it comes to recruiting. You can learn more about Marianne over at Fairmouth, that's F-A-R-E-M-O-U-T-H dot com. So many people, when they ask themselves about their careers or others ask, they might say, well, I'd like to be a VP and I'm a director of whatever or a senior whatever, but I want to get to VP. And that's the plan. That's their entire plan is I hope one day to get this promotion or get to that level. That's not a plan. You'd never do a project at work where your boss gives you a big project and you say, okay, we've got a year to do it. I hope we get it done. That's insanity. You need to create a project plan. You need to create a career plan. Now, here's what trips people up. They say, well, how can I possibly know three years from now what life will be like? Well, if you've got a year-long project, how do you know what's happening nine months from now? You don't. When we create our project plans, we have a plan and we have some high-level markers. We know, well, we kind of need to be here six months in and nine months in. And what we're doing the next 30 days, we'll have meetings to revise as we go. We'll adjust the plan as we go, and that's okay. You want to do the same thing with your career. You create that plan that's a little clearer up front, fuzzier further out, and you want to adjust as you go. There are opportunities for our work and careers everywhere, if you know where to look. That's easier said than done, especially in our fast-paced and constantly changing world. Marianne Fairmouth is talking to experts, employers, and job seekers to bring you insight and understanding about what's possible. This is Career Can Do, where we're navigating the new work world. Welcome to the Career Can Do podcast, a top global podcast dedicated to helping you navigate the new work world. My name is Marianne Fairmouth, and I will be your host for today's episode. And today I am just delighted to have a guest on my show that I met as a speaker at another global podcast convention. I wanted to have him on the show today because this individual, Mark Hirschberg, is doing some real innovative things, I believe, can help our listening audience. So, without further ado, let me introduce Mark, who is an instructor of 20 years of the prestigious MIT, the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Mark, say hello, everybody. We're thrilled to have you here today. Thank you for having me on the show. It is my pleasure to be here. Well, Mark, you've done some really innovative things. As I mentioned, you have been an instructor for a very prestigious college for so many years. You've written a book and created an app. The book's called The Career Toolkit, Essential Skills for Success No One Taught You. Tell us why you wrote that book. Tell us a little bit about it and how it can benefit our listening audience. 20 plus years ago, we at MIT got feedback where companies said there are skills we want leadership, team building, communication, networking, negotiating. But we can't find these skills in the people we hire, not just college students, not just engineers, not just MIT. Universally, we can't find these skills. So we said, well, if this is what you want, we need to deliver it and get these skills into our students and alumni. And that's why I've been teaching for over 20 years. My day job, by the way, I'm a CTO. I do tech stuff. 
That's what I've been doing at MIT. But we know it's not just MIT students. They're telling us they need this universally. I wanted to reach a larger audience. So I took these ideas. I put them into a book, not just for engineers, not just for new college grads, but all the skills you've been hearing about, all the skills people tell you you need that we never formally taught you, that we've learned how to teach over the past two decades. That's what's in this book. And so it's to help you accelerate your career. That's amazing. Now, Mark, am I correct in thinking these are what we call soft skills? These are skills that are not necessarily of a technical nature, are more of a relationship skill nature? I prefer the term firm skills, but yes, most people call them soft skills. These are the skills, networking and leadership, that relate to other people. And it's how we interact with other people. So the book has three sections, one on your career, one on leadership and management, And then the final section, interpersonal dynamics, is really how we interact with other people. And so it covers this wide range. They're all skills you've heard about, but probably have had little or no formal training in. This is invaluable. As a recruiter for over 30 years, I think this book and the tips in it are invaluable. And I say that because with all the new generational sectors we're dealing with in the workplace, there's a real disconnect right now. There's a real disconnect with relationship building, team building keeping people happy in a job. And I think what you're purporting here can really assist many candidates as well as employers in finding a solution to the great resignation and finding a solution to more productive workspaces and places. Am I on the right track here? You are indeed. Let's take networking. Now, when I do a talk, I'll ask how many people here have heard networking is important and every hand will go up. Then I'll ask how many people here have had any training whatsoever in how to network. And I might get one or two hands, but that's it. And so we're being told this is important, but getting new training in. Now we know that networking helps us as a candidate. It helps us as an employee as well, because it's not just about finding jobs. It's about getting more information. It's seeing opportunities. It's creating internal networks as well that make us more effective. And from the employer side, Imagine as you're looking for candidates, for customers, for partners, if it's not just your team dedicated to that, but your entire set of employees whose networks can help you do it, you benefit as well. Everyone benefits from these skills, but we're not teaching it. The way the book's written, you can jump to any chapter. You don't have to read them in order. So people who might want to get better at networking, jump right to the networking chapter Each chapter has a mental shift, how to think differently about the skill than how people commonly look at, and then concrete, actionable things you can do today to get better, and then next steps if you want to go deeper. So it's a very practical book that you'll read that chapter in 30 minutes, and 30 minutes, you will already be better as a networker. That's wonderful. You know, Mark, something we talked about in the Blue Room before we start taping this podcast was about AI. And so many people right now are concerned and wondering, what is AI going to do to the new work world? What do you think about that? As I mentioned earlier, I'm also a CTO. I have multiple patents, including some in AI. This will be impactful to us as employees and to companies. And here's how we need to look at it. If you are a company, you do need to have an AI strategy. If you don't have it in-house, find a consultant. I often do things that are just a month long where you just talk about what you're doing, how AI might be useful within your organization, but you do need a strategy. Now, if you're an employee, 
you're thinking, is this going to take my job? And if we look at history, yes, it will, but that's not necessarily bad. If you think back, farm equipment took over our jobs. We all used to be farmers. America was a land of farmers. And then automation said, you don't need to be a farmer. We can do it faster and cheaper. So we moved to the city and became an industrialized nation. As that then became automated, we moved from working in factories to working in offices. And this is going to transform it as well. So here is the key. Look at your job, not as a whole. Look at each and every task you do. I have to send this weekly update email. I have to coordinate a meeting. I have to go put the cover on the TPS report. Every little thing you do, make a list of that. And then look for each of these tasks. What is the value? Scheduling meetings isn't valuable. It's necessary, but it's not adding a lot of value. Writing up a strategic marketing plan is value. That's insightful. So you want to look what's valuable, what's not, and then look what can be automated by AI and what can't be. And if you're not sure, talk to your friends in tech. How likely is it this will be automated in the coming three, five, 15 years? And then look and say, what are the high value tasks that will not be easy to automate? What are the low value tasks or high value that can be automated? Move away from those. The things that will be automated, you're going to do less of those focused on the high value, hard to automate tasks, because that's how your job is shifting. It's not that your job disappears. This job was here one day, gone the next, but it will evolve. And by focusing on where it's evolving to, that's going to set you up for success. So what I'm understanding you to say, Mark, is that AI possibly could systematize a lot of unnecessary time-wasting functions and give us more time to really develop those relationships, develop those networking skills, develop those areas in our life that are going to make us even more expansive and growth-oriented. Is that right? That's exactly right. Think spreadsheets, for example. We used to have to tally numbers by hand and, oh, I have to take an average of these numbers, get my calculator. Excel does that for us, which freed up our time to do something higher order, more strategic or more interpersonal. And the modern AI, and by the way, AI is more than just the LOMs we've looked at recently. We've been doing other areas of AI for years, but this has really been big on the scene the last year or so in 2023. Now this will transform in new ways or roles. The people skills, I think, are going to become more important and the strategy will become more important. And that's where we want to focus our professional development. I agree. Something in your profile here that I found interesting is that you say that you've been right at home with the guys from the Big Bang Theory. Why do you say that about yourself, Mark? I grew up a classic 80s nerd. I love science and math. I used to go to chess camp. I was a competitive chess player, went to chess camp. I can quote Star Trek. This is who I am at core. Of course, back then, back in the 80s, being a nerd wasn't as cool as it is today. And I just got lucky being born at the right time that now those nerd creds really do pay off in a tech society. They certainly do pay off. You're so multifaceted. I mean, yeah, you might have been a tech nerd, but you're so people-oriented and you have such a kindness and uh, service orientation about you. That's another reason I wanted to have you on the show today. As we call it, it is a new work world. And as we talked about also in the Blue Room, we do have an unprecedented talent shortage, which is causing challenges for both the employer and candidates these days. I mean, challenges for candidates to say, what job do I really want? I mean, there's so many to choose from. What's really the best job for me? 
And how do you think a person can really get into alignment, Mark, with that best job or the best success goal going forward? How do you think they can do that? It starts by having a plan. So many people, when they ask themselves about their careers or others ask, they might say, well, I'd like to be a VP and I'm a director of whatever or a senior whatever, but I want to get to VP. And that's the plan. That's their entire plan is, I hope one day to get this promotion or get to that level. That's not a plan. You'd never do a project at work where your boss gives you a big project and you say, okay, we've got a year to do it. I hope we get it done. That's insanity. You need to create a project plan. You need to create a career plan. Now, here's what trips people up. They say, well, how can I possibly know three years from now what life will be like? Well, if you've got a year-long project, how do you know what's happening nine months from now? You don't. When we create our project plans, we have a plan and we have some high-level markers. We know, well, we kind of need to be here six months in and nine months in. And what we're doing the next 30 days, we'll have meetings to revise as we go. We'll adjust the plan as we go, and that's okay. You want to do the same thing with your career. You create that plan that's a little clearer up front, fuzzier further out, and you want to adjust as you go. In fact, here's a simple thing you can do right now. I'm going to ask you to pause the podcast, but you have to come back. You can pause for a second, create a calendar event in your phone right now that says, think about my career and set it as a recurring event every six months. Okay, now you've done that in your back, you just set a checkpoint that you will go no more than six months without saying, let me do a check-in. How's my career going? Importantly, your career plan should be discussed with your company. Your manager, ideally, NHR, should support you in the plan. And if you are HR a manager, talk to your employees about developing it. Now, here's the catch. Everyone gets really concerned about, wait, what if this plan takes me away from this company? It will. That's the reality. You are probably not going to be in this job in 10 or 20 years. That's the reality. We all know it. We just don't like to talk about it. But let's be honest about it. And let's have these discussions. When I've done that with my employees and they give me the heads up, look, I am thinking of transitioning. Okay, we'll work something out. I will help you. You're not going to leave me high and dry either. So let's have these honest discussions with our careers. We can talk about a piece, if you want, on how to do employee development, which helps both sides as well. Well, I think so. It's interesting you bring that up because my dad always used to say, you know, fail the plan, plan to fail. So a plan is really, really important. And I had a discussion with what we're talking about with someone that works directly with me about goals and plans and strategy. Because I think if we don't do that, you know, my dad always used to say, what you just said, Mark, make a plan and put a date by it. And I think when we do that, we're more focused to make that come to realization, to make that actually happen. And if we just talk about it. So you're exactly right. Also, employers, when they see a candidate, when they see an employee that really wants to grow and learn and make a major contribution, I think post-COVID, though, what I've seen, I'll be digress here, is that employers are more concerned post-COVID with what you're going to bring to them. Pre-COVID is, let me tell you how wonderful I am. Let me tell you what I've accomplished. Post-COVID, it's what are you going to bring to our company? What are you going to bring to us? And if you let them know you have a plan to help them expand their platform, that's just going to their employer. Ooh, I have a pretty sharp person here. I need to help this person develop. Absolutely. I give an example in a book of a candidate who blew me away because she showed up 
And she didn't just say, well, here, I'm good. She said, here is how I will do this job. And she gave specific examples. In this case, she was looking for a junior HR position. But she said, here's one of your open roles. Here is who I would recruit for the role. Here's who I've identified on LinkedIn. Here's an example of an outreach email I would use based on what I've learned about your company from your website. She took the next step so we didn't have to think, well, I think she's good enough. She showed us that she was. And that really helps you stand out. I think so. Well, Mark, if people want to get a hold of you, because you've given so many valuable tips and I want people to go back and to be able to look you up, how do they do that? I'm going to give you two websites. The first, thecareertoolkitbook.com. That's my book's website. You can learn more about me, follow me on social media, follow my blog, get in touch with me, including for speaking events. And there's an entire free resources page, completely free. I don't even get it with an email, including an employee development program that's free for you to implement and a bunch of other free resources. That's all at thecareertoolkitbook.com. I also have the Brain Bump app. And this takes the key ideas, not just from my book, but other books, blogs, podcasts, classes. It puts them in your pocket. You've got all these takeaways. They sit in your pocket. So they're there when you need them. You can pull it up in seconds because they're organized by topic. So you might be thinking those networking tips I heard on a podcast or read in Mark's book, right as you walk into the conference, you can pull them up and get them right before you walk in the room so they're ready for you. Or you can set up like a daily affirmation so you get a daily reminder. That helps keep it top of mind. Brain Bump's completely free and you can find where to download from both stores if you go to brainbumpapp.com and you'll get the free Brain Bump app. Great. Well, I always like to leave the listeners with two salient points. And I think you've given us those, but you had to summarize what you just said in two salient quick tips. Mark, what would those be? You need to have a career plan. Hope is not a strategy. So proactively make and revise your plan as you go. And given the impact of AI, you want to be very strategic in understanding not just your job title, but Break it up into the different tasks and understand how those tasks will evolve, what will go away, what will become more important, and focus your development on those more important pieces, which, as you note, is likely going to be more of the people side of your job. Well, Mark, it has been my pleasure to have you, Mark A. Hirschberg, on Career Can Do. I'm very impressed with you, Mark, and what an honor for us to have a instructor from the MIT one of the most prestigious schools in the country on Career Can Do. My name is Marianne Fairmouth. We'll see you all next time. And make sure you download us on all major podcast channels. And all of this information about Mark will be on my website, fairmouth.com. We'll see you all next time. Thanks again, Mark. Bye-bye. We thank you for tuning in to our Career Can Do podcast. We make no guarantees on results for your particular quest, but... We hope you enjoy the information presented. The views and opinions expressed in this program are solely that of the guest or speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of Marianne Fairmouth and Fairmouth and Company. Thank you.